This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I skip the ring and go down, down, down to the lake of fire. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. How you feeling there, Dante? Oh, I'm feeling better. But Remington, you should be great because after all, it's Halloween! <laughs> or at the very least, it's pretty close to Halloween. H- happy nearly Halloween, everybody. Isn't this the most wonderful time of year, Remington? Uh, Sometimes. Oh, Remington, you're not still hurting after last week, are you? I mean, I'm not all the way better. We'll see. We'll see. It depends what's in store this week. Yeah, you had a brief stint in our local asylum to try and cure you of that very strange rant you had. Yeah, don't, but... don't worry. They, they've taken out all Hegelian ideas away from me. Uh, obviously, it's all about Horkheimer and Adorno anyway, so... Oh, goodness. Let's get that critical theory up, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just like to be as obscure as possible. If I wasn't your friend, like, I would... Like, maybe two people listening right now who, who will understand that five more will be familiar with it and no one will enjoy it. <laughs> So basically two plus me is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, if I if I hadn't known your taste in the past, I would have thought you were just pulling a bunch of shit out of your ass, which you do tend to do on occasion. That's my life. Yeah. But Remington, I made you a promise. And unlike some people, I keep my promises. <laughs> uh, I promised you that we would do a genuine horror anime this time around. Of which we've only ever done one. And it was earlier this month. And it's finally out now. So yes, yes. So- As Corporate Shills, we need to remind you to go check it out. Yes, yeah, cool. <laughs> Go check out Violet's Voyager, y'all. Also, go check out Harry Potter, (laughs) y'all. Corporate shills that we did not get paid to shill for. Uh, I mean, we'd be so we're so good at it. It's amazing they don't pay us. I know. I I I don't see why uh, why they wouldn't go to us more. Clearly, Uh, but Remington, uh, this time around, it's actually going to be as anime as it gets. It's going to be you know hand drawn, animated, and it's also going to be horror. You're going to have lots of violence, lots of blood, and just a taste, just a taste of child murder. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Because, Remington, today we're going to be talking about what many consider to be a very classic horror anime. Okay, okay. All right, now tell me, Remington, have you ever heard of an anime entitled uh, Higurashi no Naku Koroni? Oh, but of course. I, In the Chase family, we would all band around the jack-o'-lanterns and, and, and watch it uh, in its mouth every Halloween. Yeah? Would you give me a brief synopsis of what you think uh, Higurashi no Naku Koroni is about? Uh, well, it, it, it's about uh, a, a group of, of ragtag friends, right? Uh, a, a group of friends who who go out there. They, they discover uh, a very dark secret that that needs to be uh, uncovered. Unfortunately, through discovering the secret, uh, one of them is especially affected, and uh, a, and terrible things start happening to each of them. No, no, keep going. I need to start writing this down <laughs> so I can send it to Stephen King. <laughs> Ha ha ha!
Fun fact, I, I, I'm the generator for all of Stephen King's stories. I just start talking, and and he's like, oh, okay, we can work with that. Yeah, we've made bank off of the most recent It film. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness, because, you know, that, that went well. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like I nailed it. You're not very specific, obviously. Yeah, very specific. It's almost like you just described every 80s child horror movie out there <laughs> with an extra dash of Stephen King for flavor. Darn right. But... While you are pretty close in some regards, Remington, of course, you're still wrong. I mean, yeah, that's to be, that's a given. But uh, Higurashi no Naku Koroni, or the English title is simply When They Cry. Oh, okay. Uh, but most people just call it Higurashi for short because... Is it, the, is it the hills that are crying? I've heard the hills have eyes. Are they crying? No, 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 no. I hear they're actually alive with the sound of music. Oh, these hills, man. Man, they get into a lot of stuff. <laughs> they even let the Nazis capture people. It's oh, horrible. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'd cry too. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we've gotten our musical and uh, like paranoia jokes out of the way, let's get into Higarashi, shall we? So what this show is about is it's about a uh, young man who moves to a small town that he used to live in as a child. Uh, very standard, you know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he moves into this quiet village known as uh, Hinamizawa in the summer of 1983. Okay. Okay. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's properly dated. By the way, this anime came out in 2006, so oh, okay. it's not set in the time period it was uh, released in, which makes things interesting. Yeah. Uh, and he makes some friends with some of the local people. This is such a small town that there are, uh, is only one classroom available, and multiple grades use this one classroom, ranging from elementary school to low high school. Kids. Oh boy, wow, okay. Yeah, that's that's how tiny this town Oof. is. There's only about seven or eight kids in the class at any given time, all oh, wow. different grades. Uh, but of course, you need that education, and it was the 80s, so that it's not as likely that they would have more uh, regulated It was the stuff. 80s when we were like, yeah, kids can do, they, don't worry about it. That, don't the, worry about kids. They'll figure it out. There's a reason Stephen King got very popular in the 80s. <laughs> Before but, parenting existed. <laughs> very much so. In fact, the parents in this are practically non-existent, so that's oh, just perfect. the way it All goes. Right. Uh, so uh, Keiichi Maibara has just moved into the quiet village and has become good friends with uh, his schoolmates Rina, Mion, Satoko and Rika. All right, won't remember a single one of those. Well, you might after we're done here. We'll see. Yeah, the four main girls of this story. And weirdly enough, there seems to be some kind of underlying darkness to the town. Okay. You know, as all small town stories tend to have. Of course. Uh, Small towns, dark secrets. Yes. And around this time, the village is preparing for its annual festival. Uh, And then Keiichi learns about the local legend of this festival. Uh, And to the horror... The legend surrounding it involves several gruesome and grisly murders that happened around the same time every year. And all hopefully kind of... the festival isn't celebrating that. It's not like no, 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 no. Yeah, no. in memoriam. Woo! It's more of like your generic, like middle of the year summer. Yeah, celebration, festival, fireworks, uh, candy, all kinds of fun and stuff. And there just so happened to be a bunch of grisly stuff. Yes, yes, yes. With that, the festival. That's just the the local legend surrounding it and all that jazz and. And several murders and disappearances in recent years. That's not not the greatest thing to learn about in a small town that you just moved to that is very distant from any sign of help. Yeah. It's almost a cause for concern. You know, Sean, I'm, I'm still just like, so you're in a celebratory mood, right? Yeah. It's summertime.
summertime. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, how could you forget about like a bunch of of grizzly murders? It wouldn't that like dampen the the mood? Like if if you had a, a summer holiday that just happened to to go hand in hand with like a bunch of death, also completely unrelated. Do you want to come to my July Fourth barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you come to my Valentine's Day party. <laughs> cool. All right. Neat. <laughs> Then we can all celebrate Christmas together. It'll be great. Uh, but the, the the series of murders and uh, horror is more around the entire town itself. And anytime he wants to bring it up to people or tries to find out more about it, because, you know, that's a curious thing to find out about, all the locals kind of ignore him and shun away the idea of talking about it. Because, you know, that's kind of some dark shit, and you don't want to be talking about some of the worst experiences of your life. See, and we're sure this is a Japanese show and not, for example, a different Eastern Asian country that also has certain potentially grisly things that wouldn't like to be mentioned that's especially been in the news recently. Obviously, they don't need to be mentioned because why would anybody? You're very on the nose, Remington. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and we're not going to get into that bullshit because holy hell. (laughs) Then we'll get banned. (laughs) Yeah. No, you weren't. Oh, fuck. No, no. no. Censor it, Dylan. Censor it. God damn it, Sean! No, we're gonna get banned. Now we're gonna, our our audience there is the biggest one we have. We're gonna get hunted down. Oh God! Uh, but if people really have a question about that, it's kind of obvious who we side with, isn't it? I mean, with reality. Yeah. <laughs> But politics aside, or rather basic human rights aside, I should say. <laughs> oh, don't worry. They're being put aside oh. <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> oh, God, that's horrible. Uh, I fear for the future. All right. So uh, so a bunch of bad things happened in the past. No one wants to talk about it. Yeah. And for some reason, they all seem to be connected to the festival as well as the village's patron god. Okay. Because a lot of locations in uh, uh, old school Japanese religion have uh, local deities of sorts, you know, what different shrines could be different shrines to an individual god uh, who are subservient to other gods. I could go into a couple hour-long discussion on how Shinto and other old Japanese religions work, but uh, I'm not qualified to do that. <laughs> uh, you could do that, but it would just be filled with inaccuracies. Yeah, and for all I know, everything I just said was probably fairly inaccurate as well. <laughs> it's just from my my loose understanding of what anime has taught me. Which we, we have the disclaimer. I think that allows us to say anything we want. Yeah, that's, that's how that works. That's pretty sure. Hey, maybe we won't get banned. <laughs> I mean, they respect those, don't they? Yeah. Clearly. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, after asking his new friends about the incidents because you're curious, uh, they remain suspiciously silent and refuse to talk to him about the subject. And as time goes on, more and more bizarre and dark events occur, as well as the possible resurgence of these murders. And that is where the show begins, and I don't want to tell you much more than that, Remington. Ooh, okay, and this is a series, not a movie? It's a series. Okay, interesting. I, I am, so it's, it's sort of like a horror mystery type deal. Mm. Which I appreciate, because you have a lot of things like that in the West, right? Right. Where, especially especially recently, it's become even more popular, with true crime becoming popular. You have even things like Stranger Things, which would definitely fit almost exactly within this mold. Uh, but I'm, I'm digging it. I, I feel like I could definitely be down for what this is putting down. Okay, Remington. And before we get into it, I'm just going to add an additional disclaimer here. Uh, guys, Higurashi is fucked up. <laughs> if you are of a young 
young and impressionable sort or a bit of a wuss like uh, Remington from time to time, yep. then proceed with caution, as this show contains some very gruesome violence, uh, adult themes, and just all kinds of nasty fuckery, as it were. Uh, but if you're cool with all that, like you're cool with us for some reason, <laughs> then please give it a watch, as it's quite an interesting experience. And Ooh. with that being said, Remington, let's delve into the deep, dark world that is Higarashi. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming the first four episodes of the hit 2006 anime Higarashi no Naku Koroni. And Remington, that was a lot of murder, wasn't it? Yeah? Yeah. I mean, for just a first four episode story. Sean? Yeah? I don't think I get it. <laughs> like, really? I, I understand, like, everything that happened, but I don't get it. It. What do you mean when you say it? I mean, we. I've seen the movie It, and that, <laughs> that was pretty easy to get. Yeah, I definitely get it, but I don't get it. Uh, I, I don't understand sort of what it was going for 90% of the time. Really? I, I understand all of the components, but putting them together in the manner in which they did. I don't think I get it. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I don't think we've ever had uh, something that genuinely confused you like this. Well, see, and it's not like I'm confused. Like, I understand what happened. And also, spoilers ahead. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Also, I will say potential light spoilers on a, on a couple anime we covered in our first 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 handful of episodes really i would i would heavily recommend without naming specific names because that in of itself might be considered a spoiler i would recommend a handful of episodes from like our first 10 are you, uh, is this your that... clever way of trying to get people to go back and listen to our old episodes? Because <laughs> I don't recommend that entirely because we've improved since then. But... No, but at least like watch the anime of a couple of them. Namely, if they happen to involve magical girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to leave some of your questions then, Rem, because this anime is complicated, to say the least. I guess. Well, complicated as a whole. You've only seen the very beginning of it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but before we get into it, Rem, uh, we have some people to thank. Yeah, sure, okay. What, you don't want to thank the l nice people who wanted you to watch this? I don't, I don't know how I feel about them. You don't, <laughs> you don't know? I'm processing right You're now. You're processing, yeah. okay. Well. Uh, the people we have to thank for this one is a nice little chunk. We've got a lovely gentleman by the name of, let's see, we've got Caleb, Jerry, uh... The only name I've got here is Ore Ore, which I don't know if it's an actual name, but that's what they call themselves. <laughs> it's their birth name. Uh, let's see. Cass Cassidy, Matthias, and uh, another Jerry. Oh, that's the same Jerry. Jerry, you get your name twice because I like that's, this so that's, much. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of folks. Yeah. How, how, what did they think I'd think of it? Did any of them specify? Most of them wanted to see how you'd react to a genuine horror anime. All right. Uh, another a chunk of them were like, I really like the light novel. Not the light novel, excuse me, the visual novel for 
for this story because Remington, if it wasn't obvious uh, from the get-go, uh, every story in Higurashi is adapted from the visual novel yep, game. Yep. Uh, and are, a lot of people are confused by the anime or aren't as satisfied with the anime. Uh, but all in all, people wanted to think that you'd like it because it's got a lot of child murder in it. It it does. I, I would say that I liked approximately one-fourth of what I have seen so far. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and then three-fourths I sort of thought were really bad. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, this is a Halloween-esque episode, so we might as well get to the horror of the fans. All right, Remington, let's get into it then. What, what, what's your big issues? Uh, well, I, I think that it had uh, a strong start, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a crazy start, insane start, which at the same time, even though it was such a strong start, in a way, I feel like it ends up diluting what could have been, because I personally, and a- aforementioned many spoilers incoming, I personally would have strongly preferred a more Madokin method where they don't so strongly in your face be like, yeah, it's super spooky and then try and fake you out but it's not going to fake you out. So you wanted a a reverse of it. You didn't like how it opened with the bloody stuff and then it took a little too long to get to the bloody stuff. Well, especially because it sort of felt like for, for especially the first episode, but uh, also the first couple, it felt like it was trying to subvert those expectations and was trying to get you into a sort of like a uh, teenage drama slices lifestyle mentality, which it could have done if it hadn't so strongly emphasized in the intro and then the the opening that it was going to be super dark and spooky, right? And so instead of being like, oh, this is real pleasant, you're just left being like, okay, but when's when does it go haywire though? And it, so it, it felt like they were strongly trying to mislead you, but they also rendered that impossible. Yeah, they kind of take a almost hitch cocky an approach to it where they want you to know what's going to happen and they want you to be anticipating how it's going to happen. But, but unfortunately they also try, they, they try to have that part but then they also try and do the Madokin subversion of look how cute and look, look how playful and simple and easy it is but that half falls horribly flat because you can't combine those two. That's not how it works or maybe you can but you shouldn't like this. Well Remington, I've got something that might change your perspective a little bit or at least make you curious for the future of this show because each episode art uh usually about four to five episodes a peach yep a peach i, I love them good old peaches <laughs> four to five episodes a piece uh are their own self-contained arcs in the story and depending on what choices you made in the visual novel game version is what story you would get out of it and the thing about this show that is very strange but kind of interesting rem is that by the end of the fourth episode and you start the fifth episode, everything that happened in the first four episodes resets back to the beginning. Okay. So we're getting a bunch of stories that have reset throughout the entire series, all culminating into a bunch of different stories that make a lot of things clear in the individual uh, stories that ultimately culminate into one big massive story that is both interesting and fun for a visual novel, but kind of a very strange execution as far as the anime itself goes. Okay, well, that significantly con- 
contributes to my overall thoughts. Uh, and in fact, it actually strongly supports what my, my overall thesis will be, but we'll get to that oh dear. closer to the end. All right. So Remington, what would you like to discuss first? Uh, well, we, we can just go down the line. It starts out and it, it starts out with just character and exposition dump. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, almost, I would say, I would say a good 60 to 70% of everything I've seen so far has been expositional discussion, which is a little bit of an oof. There is a whole lot of telling and a tiny bit of showing. And that was real rough. It's definitely uh, suffers from early 2000s anime syndrome for certain, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you, and it's not, it's so often not even visually interesting. And they show they can be by like some some very small bits and pieces that are, are really interesting. But the vast majority of the time, it's two okay animated characters talking to one another just back and forth uh, again and again and again. And it, it's it's real rough. Also, the pacing is so weird. Yeah. Because it feels like it has, like, nothing is happening and yet still too much is happening is how I would describe it. Because it'll move from, like, apparently major thing to apparently major thing without really building or developing these things in any meaningful way with also just a lot of filler dead time. So you're left, especially in episodes like three and a little bit of four, but mostly three with these like super melodramatic moments that I don't really understand the importance of because they haven't developed the importance of it. So I'm left thinking, okay, this is dramatic, but the only reason why I feel like this is intense is because of the music. It's fucking weird. (laughs) Uh, I had a feeling this would be a bit of your reaction, Rem. I almost hesitated to only show you one story arc of this series just because of how slow it is and not properly organized, as it were. A lot of the fans of the visual novel are actually kind of upset with this adaptation as a whole because they try to cram, you know, a whole visual novel storyline, which can take several hours, uh, into, you know, about two. Yeah, here, here's, here's the thing, though. I felt like you could have condensed it into, like, 40, 45 minutes with everything that happened, while at the same time, it still wouldn't be ideal, but that, there was a, there was a lot of boring filler that oh didn't contribute God. anything at all. Like, uh, the, the characters, okay, I guess I, I understand them, mostly because I'm told about them, but their interactions are all just the basic ass shit we've seen a million times. This, this to me, and it felt like this in almost every single way, it felt like you had a bunch of people just entering college, right? And they, they decided they were given an, an assignment to make a project and they, they were very ambitious. They went for it. They created something. But there's just a lot of lacking polish in almost every single way. The dialogue in this show is not great. The characters are at best fine. And the, the visuals, the animation itself, it would be good if you're like a very much amateur character designer and animator. Like, it, it felt like a student project to the T. A lot of uh, anime from these uh, studios back then actually had that similar style. And as time went on, they went back and refurbished them. And I wouldn't be upset if they were to go back and make a brand new revitalized version, a better version of Higurashi. But whether or not that'll happen is not too likely. Uh, Just for some perspective, the same studio that gave us Higurashi also gave us uh, the original Fruits Basket anime. That makes so much sense. Uh, And and another thing they 
they do. That's very frustrating to me, Sean. And they do this at the end of almost every single episode. They are a big fan of the cliffhanger, which is fine, but they're a fan of the shitty cliffhanger. Oh. See, there's two kinds of cliffhangers, Sean. Uh, and, and some are very bad, some are very good. One is filled with peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, exactly. What, what distinguishes the two, I think that so often, uh, and this can work well, but it usually doesn't because it's the lazy cliffhanger. That's what I'm going to call it. The lazy cliffhanger, where instead of ending on anything, you end at, at a promise of something to come without doing anything first, right? So nothing happens, but something might. And then unfortunately, so often, still nothing does. It's That's a lazy cliffhanger. It's the next time on Dragon Ball Z effect. Yeah, and whereas I think a, a good cliffhanger, a good cliffhanger, you don't have nothing happen with the promise of maybe something to come. You have something happen. Something crazy, right? You have something crazy, but unresolved. And so there's still that question of, oh, wait, what? What does the, the, this mean? What What's going to happen? But you've actually committed to a goddamn decision. Unfortunately, Higurashi does a whole lot of lazy cliffhangers where it's where, where nothing happens, but it's like, oh, no, maybe this will happen. And then nine times out of ten, it just doesn't. What it promises is unfulfilled. That is the lazy cliffhanger. It's bad storytelling. It'll get people to watch the next episode, but they will very often feel like you haven't lived up to what you promised you would give. And, and so unfortunately, with those two types of cliffhangers, it chooses the lazy one almost every single time. And that's an oof. That's rough. Come on, you can do better. And hilariously enough, Remington, they do do better. Uh, just in all the later stories, arguably, I think the first story is probably one of the weakest of the lot because it is, as you say, a shit ton of pointless exposition with not a whole lot happening. Uh, believe it or not, Remington, first time I tried watching this, I dropped it myself. That's totally fair. Uh, and and maybe, maybe it, it gets better because the fourth episode is the only decent episode we have seen so far. The first three are fucking abysmal. They are boring. They're bland. They're weird. They're confusing, not because of the content. I felt like I understood everything that's happening. I just don't understand what it's relevant. And I had such a hard time trying to figure out what they wanted me to think. I didn't know what their intention was. For most of the time, I was wondering, okay, are we supposed to feel also paranoid about these two friends of his? Or are we supposed to think that he's going a little crazy? Are we supposed to believe in the curse? And I know it, I believe now that you, you're supposed to sort of be feeling that paranoia, right? And you're supposed to have those questions. Um, but I didn't know what it wanted from me. It's not that I, I, it's not that I didn't know, it, it's not that I had these questions and that was bad. It's that I didn't even know if these were the questions I should be asking, which is not good storytelling. You can make them ask questions, but they should at least know which questions they are asking. It was so weird and <laughs> not in a great way. Oh, Rem, Rem, Rem. It was, it was weird in a, this is my first anime that I've written kind of weird where it's like, you just don't know the ins and outs of storytelling yet. Oh man, Rem, this is one of the rare times where I agree with you on just about everything. The only reason I'm not, uh, you know, as uh, negative about these things is because I've seen the whole story and a lot of the stuff kind of, what's the phrase I'm looking for, kind of coalesces into a, a more clear picture. Yeah. Whether, it, whether or not it's worth that clear picture is, well, something you'll have to decide on yourself when you finish the story. But for those first four episodes, man, it's amazing it got as popular as it did. 
did. Um, imagine, imagine the first episode, right, Sean? Uh, keep most of it the same, which unfortunately means most of it is still going to be a bit weird, very badly paced, and not great. But at the very end, you change one thing. So you have the main character who, and he, you can get him super worried and concerned that uh, that Rena, Rena, uh, uh, yeah, Rena, Rena, whatever Rena, you want to call right. it, uh, that that Rena is going to come and and maybe she's going to hurt him, right? She, he's very worried. Imagine if the ending of the first episode isn't him being worried, maybe she's gonna come, and that's the end, once again, lazy cliffhanger. But instead, he doesn't announce that he's put it together, he just sees that, and you can tell, you put it together just like he does, and then the end of the first episode, she drops the giant cleaver right on his skull. That would be amazing, because then it would show you that it doesn't fuck around, which it wanted to show you in episode four, which I appreciated, but it took a long time getting there. And then it, it would show you that there's actually like consequences. It's willing to make bold decisions, which now I believe it sort of does, but it'll be very lazy and half-ass on its way there. The decisions it ends up making are as about as bold as you could hope for, really, Remington. Tell me that my first episode would, wouldn't would be a million times better. Oh no, completely. You would have taken probably the worst of the uh, group of stories and made it into much a much more interesting story. Yeah, uh, but you know, eventually, eventually, we, we sort of, it, it's a, essentially a story where the, the main dude, he starts getting super paranoid hearing about it. You have a detective who's like the worst detective in the world. <laughs> oh, I love how incompetent he is. He's, he's just like, hey kid, let me tell you everything about the case. Also, here are a bunch of details otherwise, which if anything, I would say that he is like mostly responsible for everything. Oh yeah, he, 100%. Just his incompetence, like not even his malice, just because he's like, hey kiddo, did you know that your friends are lying to you and there's also a lot of shady shit going on? I'm not saying you're in danger, but if anything happens to you, let me know. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like old school B-movie horror cops. And yeah. I love that so much about it. I, 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 it was so weird because it, it doesn't even seem to like deliberately be portraying him as the world's most incompetent man, but he is. He definitely is. We haven't seen a cop this incompetent since the whole gun gale arc of Sword Art Online. <laughs> Like, it, it's so wild. And then I, I'm i still a little uncertain whether it's just psychological or more likely if it's just based on an actual evil curse because they seem to be going the actual evil curse route, which is fine, even though I really would have preferred the purely psychological route, which would still leave some questions that it did not adequately explore or explain. Maybe it will. But it looks like they're going the curse route, which is unfortunate in my mind. Well, Rem, we can't all always have our dream ending of uh, Hereditary. Oh, man. Oh, that would have been such a good... We, we created a great ending for Hereditary that was very similar. It was essentially, it was all in their head, but unfortunately we were disappointed. Hereditary, also terrible movie. Yeah, even though for some reason people rated it as the best horror movie of that year when, you know, it, uh, Quiet Place came out. Quiet Place, real good. Hereditary, absolute shit. Anyway, uh, it, so I, I thought that maybe it was going to save itself by being a little bit more psychological. It wasn't. Instead, it just was sort of a clusterfuck. Uh, 
uh, I, I was not a fan. I think genuinely you could have condensed those four episodes, which the fourth was the only one where things happened. He gets super paranoid. He starts swinging a bat just like some other student who we sort of learn about. We're told about them ish in a very weird way. I feel like they're, they were not explained well at all. Uh, and well, you don't think tearing out your own uh, throat is a good way to kill yourself. It just, everything is weird. And plus so often it shied away from the intense shit. Uh, like you get to the fourth episode and eventually it shows what it showed in the opening, which is main character going ham, beating the shit out of these two girls who I guess I, th- I thought it was like super psychological and that he was all imagining all this crazy shit. But I guess all that actually happened. I guess they were also insane. Uh, and, and then he beats the shit out of them, but they got the drug into him, I guess. So he claws out his throat as well. And it doesn't show him clawing out his throat. It does show him hitting like their arm and a leg once, uh, which, which was nice and intense for those very brief moments. But so often it does shy away from it and then just show you the aftermath, which can work, but it- It felt a little too safe for what it wanted to be. Yeah, it, 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 at one point it makes like these very strong decisions, but unfortunately that those few strong decisions are shrouded in the safest decisions they could possibly make at any goddamn turn. What, what, what I ultimately feel, my overall thoughts on it, I thought the fourth episode, it was decent. Things actually happened in that one, unlike every other episode. But I, I felt like this has a, a real solid potential, but it, it has one of the most poor executions of this potential and one of the absolute worst builds and pacings that I have ever seen in anything. This is one of the worst horror media I have ever consumed. And that sucks because it feels like it could have really awesome things for it. It it shows these moments of glorious potential that would make me want to love it. But unfortunately, it's just so encased in mediocrity that I can't. Oh, Rem, this is going to piss you off then. Oh, fuck. Guess how highly it's rated. Oh, too. F- is it, uh, it better not be in the eights. 8.5. God damn it. What the fuck, people? And that's because the rest of the story gets much better. Holy uh, shit. Which is why I was hesitant to only show you these first four episodes, but at the same time, that's also the biggest complaint people have with the series. I say all the time that the manga does not matter, and in this case, the visual novel doesn't matter. It's the same principle. But according to some diehard fans of this series, as well as other visual novel-based anime, they really screwed the pooch on the first couple episodes of this series so badly that people are livid about it, and yet, by the end of this series, people will tout it as one of the most iconic horror yandere anime out there, which is amazing to think about when its first four episodes are mediocre at best. Yeah, I I, I really think that the, the fourth episode, the only good one, but they, even then, it was still very flawed in a lot of ways. It's just that the first three episodes of this show were some of the most tedious, strange, and mind-numbing that I have ever seen doing this podcast. Like, it's trying to usurp Fist of the North Star in how bored out of my mind I got. Oh, see, now you have to bring that back up again. <laughs> it's right that I reference it because mostly I don't give a shit about it. Uh, and it's just, it was rough. It was a rough journey. I was optimistic. I thought it was going to be real good. And it, it shows me things that really make me wish that it was only its best bits. But even with what I've seen, it shows me that even if it gets better, I, I do not have confidence that it will become amazing for me because 
because the flaws that it has shown with dialogue and character and animation and story and pacing, th those are things that tend to stay with a series. Even if they improve some elements, those cracks are gonna show. So I don't have much confidence. I'm, it, it will almost definitely get better. How can it fucking not? But I, I, I have a hard time believing that it would get good. Well, Remington, this is definitely gonna be one of the ones we have to make a return to, multiple returns to probably, because <sighs> clearly hundreds upon thousands of people love this show, like an absurdly amount. Uh, so much so that it actually also has a sequel series as well. Oh, fuck. That's even higher rated, uh, which is amazing to think when you have such a rough start like this. But then again, a lot of older anime do have incredibly slow, poorly written starts. Uh, we've explored that many times in this show. Uh, most of the time I try to deny it because it hurts me because you're usually insulting my childhood. But that's besides <laughs> the point. But with Higarashi, I'm okay talking about it because I dropped it the first time I watched it, yep. which is not something I usually do, uh, especially not for something as highly touted as this. But after going back and researching it and finishing it, and I even played a little bit of the visual novel as well, just to get a feel for that. I feel like I would probably like the visual novel more. You would. I Because I, visual novels, I can enjoy visual novels. Those can be pleasant. Those can be enjoyable. Uh, That, that and plus with, with the potential that it showed, uh, maybe, maybe I would just prefer going to the source more than whatever. The <laughs> well, Remington, that's an interesting idea. We might have to actually give that a go at some point. But uh, other than that, Remington, overall, it seems like you were very sad, very disappointed, and very confused. Yeah, that sums it up pretty darn well. Well, good to know that that's basically how everybody feels the first time they watch Higarashi for the first time. But don't worry, Rem, we'll come back to it one day. Maybe we'll play the game. We'll see how it changes for you. Yay. Maybe your opinions will be bolstered. Maybe they'll be crushed. And maybe the people who really love Higarashi and want to murder you right now with a baseball bat in the similar fashion. Well, let, let me just say, do they love it for the first four episodes, though? Come on, give a brother some slack. As far as I can tell, not so much. <laughs> they were uh, enthralled by it at first uh, and for the most part stopped. Uh, there are some people who will defend it till the day they die, but I'm not one of those people. Right now, my stance would just be go watch Mariniki or Madoka Magica. You know what? That's a good stance to have because that's what I'd rather be doing right now anyways. <laughs> but until then, Remington, I just have one line, final question to ask you. You want to try and watch some more Higarashi with me sometime? Oof. Uh, uh, you know, Sean, uh, uh, currently I don't get it. And for the time being, I don't think I want to right now. Fair enough, Remington. We shall have to see how you feel in the future. But until then, thank you all so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the mild confusion of poor story pacing that is our kind of horrendous podcast, then please leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you really want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a question, comment, recommendation, or anything else, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or you can send an email over on to AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for watching, and as always, don't fuck your sister. Happy Halloween. Halloween.